on June 15, 2013, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was on The Ed Till Show, syndicated on the Starcom Radio Network. Saturday afternoon, uh, I'll tell you what, it's a very provocative subject. I talked to this gentleman just the other day, he's back with us today, uh, Mark, how are you today? Mark Henkel, uh, nationalpolygamyadvocate.com is your website. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. You know what? It's a pleasure. I get an, an enormous reaction every time you have uh, are on the show with us. And sure enough, uh, we blew it up the other day. So I thought we have to definitely turn our weekend listeners on to uh, the same exciting stuff happening actually right now, literally right now in the U.S. Supreme Court. But let me back up a little bit. This is in the backdrop of gay marriage, marriage rights, marriage equality. And when we normally hear about polygamy, certainly we've talked about it on the show over the years, it's normally associated with the Mormon faith or some kind of religious sect, you know, it becomes the discussion. Your discussion, I believe, is a civil rights battle that is before the U.S. Supreme Court. Mark, can you elaborate on that? Currently this month, the Supreme Court is preparing to give a decision in the Hollingsworth case regarding same-sex marriage. And the basis of the decision as that comes out will be establishing that the prohibitions against same-sex marriage were based on what was called animus-based stereotypes, and that that's not permitted, and that you're not able to do that, and that actually marriage is a fundamental interest, a fundamental right of liberty, and that the truth is marriage is a fundamental right of individuals. It, marriage existed before the invention of government. Marriage will exist if government collapses. That marriage, the choice of marriage is indeed a fundamental right of individuals. And as that happens, then that establishes the precedent that marriage being a fundamental right of individuals to choose, it equally applies to unrelated consenting adults choosing polygamy. Okay. And so, that, so we are actually preparing with plaintiffs to right. file in federal courts for the rights for unrelated consenting adults to have that fundamental right of in liberty to have unrelated consenting adult polygamy. All right, so l let, me, let me try it from two ways here to make sure I and others really get this. Number one, um, you would see marriage between consenting adults as a fundamental right, I think I heard you say, that predates our uh, society and immediate civilization. This is uh, something you see as a natural, right? Absolutely. It, 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 marriage existed before the invention of government, and marriage will exist if government ever collapses. It's, people will be choosing relationships no matter what the construct of society. And, the, for example, every single those who choose to use the Bible... Every single example of a married person in the Bible was never married by government. In fact, marriage is a process that is a matter of choice and not a matter of government giving permission or prohibiting. I got it. Now, on the, on the other side of that, it's become in the modern day a legally sanctioned entity. You ap apply for something, you go in there as a married couple. You are identified as, at the courthouse as a married couple. Somebody knocks on the door... They can't treat you like two separate people. You got this thing. You don't have to testify against your spouse. Society has put stuff on uh, what we call the mechanical device of marriage. 
all of this would simply shift and extend? And is that what I'm hearing? We take everything we know about marriage and it would now shift and extend beyond boundaries uh, that go with the license at the courthouse, correct? As a matter of fact, if you had your way, there'd be no license at the courthouse. Am I right? That is correct. They, truly, government does not have the authority to be licensing, defining, or controlling the contractual arrangements of consenting adults All in the right. first place. Let's go with that. Let's go slow it. I know that's going to ruffle feathers, and you're also going to have cheers of, 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 from corners of America when you say that. Why? Why, why not have a, a society where, yes, there has to be agreement. You want to do Mr. and Mrs., you want to commingle taxes, you want to put your kid in the public school, you want us, the society, to follow the, the dictates of, of the marriage, you want us to put your name in the middle, the kid's name like this. You, you, if you want all of this, it seems like, they would say, you're asking for a lot of cooperation from the group. And, and if you say, well, I don't want any of that, I don't need any, okay, well, now you're going to be a big drain on the society because you don't want to be in this, you don't want to be in that. So now when you come along, we stop all the procedures in society and go, okay, here comes Mr. Special and Mrs. Special. They don't want to do anything, but they want all. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure. But you can hear what some are going to say. Now, of course, those are the detractors. Your supporters are going to go, it's about time. Uh, listen to Ed's question. All that stuff he just asked, that's exactly what we need to get rid of. Who wants this and that and who's he watches? That's what's messing us up. So help me understand, uh, Mark, how does it work? Well, the as the Hollingsworth case is now being decided this month regarding same-sex marriage, and the basis determining that government can't not cannot be prohibiting the choices of consenting adults choosing same-sex marriage, well, the reality is, is that the same arguments used for that, that government doesn't have the authority to be prohibiting the contractual elements of unrelated consenting adults choosing polygamy either. No. So ultimately, whatever rights are right. for those who choose one man, one woman, or those who choose same-sex marriage also equally apply to those who choose unrelated consenting adults polygamy. In fact, Justice Scalia, in his dissent, both in Romers and in the Lawrence v. Texas case, he dissented in both of those, and he established that what those, those two cases were determining is that government equally cannot be banning polygamy because it is an impermissible targeting of polygamy, and as Justice Scalia so eloquently said, unless, of course, homosexuals have more rights than polygamists, which, of course, nobody has more rights than others. We're not in an Orwellian animal farm. And so the thing you mentioned along the way, right, that part I, I think everybody gets, right? Once you get down to, hey, look at this happy couple and look at this other happy couple. Sorry, you can't do anything to interfere. That part we get. You mentioned contract rights, though. That is, you mean that in the general sense, or do you believe there is a marriage contract? Well, what relationships that consenting adults choose can be formed through any contractual basis of what they want to do to establish themselves as a marriage entity. Okay. Whatever they choose to do in their contractual arrangements yes. as unrelated consenting adults. The only real legitimate role for government mm. would be at the municipal level as a repository of the public records of the contractual arrangements that unrelated consenting adults make. Well, but that's one more. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but one more thing, right? You go to court to sue on a contract. You, your contract doesn't mean anything if you can't go down the courthouse 
and and bang your opponent over the head with a decision, a judgment, and extract the what you get. So you know within the confines of the contract. And and the, and contract, the contract within the con- within the confines. But I believe, and, and you know, you help me out here. You're going to be better at this. I believe a contract has to be valid. And not every I say it's valid turns out valid. They invalidate well, and, and void. And there you go back to yes. the fundamental yes. right of liberty of an interest, which is you for would not government let the, to be invalidating those contracts. Right. So you would not let government invalidate. It would have to honor a contract. It would have to enforce the contract, but it doesn't get to in, uh, to validate it. But the reality is, is that it isn't about government endorsing or supporting. Isn't it though? I mean, the whole ar- yeah. But we're in the Supreme Court arguing a legalistic freedom arguing against a legal tradition. That's all I'm saying. It seems to me shrouded in uh, in institutional legalism, no? I mean, I understand the goal is to break free of it, but it just seems to be draped and spiderwebbed every which way. Is is that really what this case is going to do, is blow the, the cobwebs out of this ancient I- interpretation of marriage and really get it uh, refreshed, like, the, like this will be the Windows 8 version, the current, you know, version? Well, I think that many will interpret the Hollingsworth decision in terms of establishing the fact that government may not be infringing upon the fundamental right of marriage of individuals to choose that, and then seeing that as that applies to unrelated concerning adult polygamists, that ultimately that's going to lead to those who choose same-sex marriage and those who choose one man, one woman, to recognize that the real solution in the long term is the polygamy rights win-win solution, is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults, so that if someone chooses same-sex marriage, it doesn't matter if others oppose it or support it, because what, what others choose to do is their own choice, and government's not endorsing, but it's also not prohibiting. Government's not involved, so it doesn't matter and doesn't require anybody else to support or oppose it. And that's really the ultimate reality. So as we prepare to respond to Hollingsworth as the National Polygamy Rights Movement for Consenting Adults, that's why we have gathered plaintiffs around the country ready to file suits for the unrelated consenting adults choosing polygamy, because as marriage is thereby set as a precedent to be the fundamental right of liberty of individuals, then exactly as it applies to those who choose same-sex marriage or those who choose one man, one woman, the exact same thing also applies for those who choose unrelated consenting adult polygamy. Well, you know what? You've done it again. (laughs) The whole country is taking another clean look at this right in advance of the court decision. Now it's a Saturday afternoon, and I know people are arguing in the car, arguing in the backyard. You are terrific. Let me uh, just get people up to snuff with your website, nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. Now, if you want to see Mark, it's easy enough. Pop on that website. You'll see this gentleman. But uh, let me just say uh, Mark Henkel is the human resource and expert for the National Polygamy Rights Movement for Consenting Adults, as he says, you know, the other day you were on the show and you had that phrase, so locked down. Um, I love it. I love it. Can you give me that again? And I also want to mention you spoke at Yale. You're all over the place on this, and a big court decision is coming down, as we've discussed, from the U.S. Supreme Court, so you'll be all over that. But what is that core phrase you gave me the other day? Remember I said to you, can you say it again? Because you, you talk to every media all day. I'm sure the world is all over you. But for some of us, it is a very potent and powerful idea. And it, it goes with the, you're just not allowed to have animus and stereotypes. How does that go? That as Hollingsworth 
has its decision, the Supreme Court decides the Hollingsworth case, and does so saying that you may not have laws prohibiting the fundamental right of liberty for marriage based on, quote, animus-based stereotypes, which were the rationales used for prohibiting and banning same-sex marriage, it is all that much more equally applied to other laws that ban polygamy. And so truly, that's why we have said that ultimately government doesn't have the authority to be licensing, defining, and controlling the definition of marriage. And that that's why we say that really polygamy rights win-win solution is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. That everyone wins. Conservatives get a win with limited government and no one gets to redefine marriage. Liberals get a win of equality for all and their tolerance dogma. Everybody's free to choose as they would. And if someone chooses one man, one woman, or someone chooses same-sex marriage, or someone chooses unrelated consenting adult polygamy, it doesn't matter whether or not you support it or you oppose it. And government won't be supporting or opposing it because ultimately by having government out of it, government's not giving permission, it's not endorsing the choices of individuals, and therefore is equally not stigmatizing and not prohibiting or criminalizing anyone's choices either. Ultimately, that's freedom. That's what America is about, the free choices of unrelated consenting adults making their own free choices of relationships. Well, there you have it. I mean, it doesn't get any more straightforward. I'm also reading truthbearer.org. Talk a little bit about that website. Well, that's really where the modern movement began. That, that's actually the beginning of Christian polygamy, which is what made it possible for the modern movement to happen, because this is not coming from a Mormon background. Well, I, I started the truthbearer.org organization laying down the arguments that this is actually the Bible never invented the one man, one woman. And so that became a movement. People, Christians began joining the truthbearer.org organization. And that's actually what catapulted me to the national stage as the overall national polygamy advocate, precisely because I cannot be discredited by anti-polygamists who want to say, oh, he's just a Mormon. Oh, he's just a Muslim. Oh, he's just a liberal. Oh, he's just lascivious or a sexist. It established that credibility. And so now we're able to represent all forms of unrelated consenting adult polygamy, whether it's secular polygamy or Jewish polygamy or Muslim polygamy or Mormon polygamy or any other form of consenting adult polygamy. Got as it. long as we're talking about unrelated consenting adults, then that allowed that credibility to be established. And so that's where truthbear.org was the origin that made things possible to get us to where we are today, where we will eventually be having our plaintiffs that we've been gathering filing cases for freedom as a consequence of the Hollingsworth decision. Well, Mark, you are spectacular. I see now why uh, they love you on 2020, the Today Show, Fox, uh, the, their business network, MSNBC, which shows you, you know, this message is completely nonpartisan. Do I hear it th- that way? Uh, uh, Newsweek, AP, USA Today, everyone uh, understands the gravity of it, but you, do, you're, you're, you didn't mention one time a political party. This is apolitical. Well, like I did when I, when I spoke at Yale, the, the speech was actually why you will vote yes to repeal <laughs> anti-polygamy laws. And essentially I showed how the left, the political left, why their values compel them to embrace the solution. Of course. And I showed, right. the, and I showed the political right. Why now, what you, go ahead. Enable the right quickly. The, the right can say, look, we're fundamentalist, we're Christian, we're just like Mark. There's no difference from him and I spiritually. He is opening a civil rights door. Is that it? Well, yes, exactly. As uh, I considered it sort of the anti-polygamy as a house of cards. 
if you consider each floor of a house of cards a political constituency. And the very first floor holding up that house of cards are indeed my fellow evangelical Christian conservatives. And so by showing my fellow conservatives, one, that the invented doctrine of one man, one woman is nowhere in the Bible anywhere, it never was, and that no one in the Bible was ever married by government anyway, showing them that this is truly a continuing the Reformation. If you say you believe the Bible, then the true ability to believe the Bible requires you intellectually to recognize that it never prohibited polygamy. And so by doing that, it is effectively removing the first floor of the House of Cards, and then all the other floors come crashing down. You got it. The feminists say women's choice. Women have to have a right to uh, choose what relationships they want to have. Well, liberals, their their values as a political constituency, as a floor of that house of cards, their values of of equality for all and tolerance dogma, tolerance automatically requires liberals to embrace unrelated consenting adults choosing polygamy. So that floor comes crashing down. So essentially it is about tearing down that entire house of cards and showing each political constituency how their own values actually compel them to embrace the solution. You're on the leading edge of what's happening in America. I think in the last 20 years now, we're in this kind of post-civil rights era where, you know, there was an umbrella. Everybody thought it was racial and over. And even Obama's first election, you, you say, oh, wow, how much is solved? But really what we're in, I think, is the nuts and bolts of exercising uh, your true American freedom, uh, uh, bringing your individual uh, way of life up to the level of mutual respect and mutual protection under the law. Mark, it's a very exciting subject. I know you'll come back, I hope, because I know that the minute something new happens, you'll be interested in reaching out to our listeners, but we'll watch for you, A, uh, in the results of the Supreme Court decision, B, we'll be on the website for updates, and then I know you'll pop up in the media, and then we'll have you back again. So thank you uh, for making a special extra visit to get us into the content. we're very content-driven on this show, and I, you know when you speak to Yale and you go on in the other media, America loves to just bite off the top and just, okay, I think I got it. Thank you for going a little deeper with us today. I, I think it's uh, something our listeners really appreciate on an issue of, of this kind of controversy. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a wonderful intellectual conversation. I've appreciated that. Same here, my friend. Thank you. I I appreciate it very, very much. And we'll have you back real soon. It's Mark Henkel. He is nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. Go to nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. He's a brave guy. He's got energy. He's got the conviction of his beliefs. And that is contagious. We love it on this show. Mark Henkel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com